I don't do the most, but I do a lot. I'ma make a toast, cause we still alive. No big, I feel like Pac. I shoot a shot. I'm coming in hot. Hey, 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 happy Saturday, guys. It's me, it's your girl, Day. And I am here for Inside Beauty Inspires with my girl, Goddess Hi Hottie. Hey, hey, hey. So today we're going to be coming to you guys from Galatians. So I just wanted to, you know, tell you a little bit about Galatians. In response to attacks from false teachers, Paul wrote to defend his apostleship and to defend the authority of the gospel. The Galatians were beginning to turn from faith to legalism. The struggle between the gospel and legalism is still a crisis. Many today would have us return to trying to earn God's favor through following rituals and obeying a set of rules. As Christians, we are not boxed in, but set free to preserve our freedom. We must stay close to Christ and resist any who promote subtle ways of trying to earn our salvation. Amen. So, um, Anna, did you get into Galatians? I definitely did. And basically, Galatians to me is just simply summed up in the theory that if you follow God and His commandments, you will live a very fruitful, amazing, incredible life. Versus if we are of the world and do our carnal thing, life will be totally different for you. Amen. Amen. So I'm going to jump into um, Galatians 5. Galatians 5, verse 22. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Ooh, that self-control, y'all. That's, that's been the one for me. Um, you know, I used to be a firecracker. You know, anything could just set me off. Any little thing could trigger me and boom, I want to knock all this stuff over. But I thank God that, you know, by getting in his word, because see, apart from him, I am absolutely nothing. So I thank him for showing me me, for showing me that I can abide in him. And if I abide in him, then he will in return abide in me so I can have self-control because now I know that people are dealing with the world, the same world that I have to deal with. And I have to know that there are hidden dimensions. There are things that people do not talk about. They are not going to tell you that they're in an abusive relationship. They are not going to tell you that they got strung out on drugs. They're not going to tell you that the doctor just gave them a small amount of time to live or that the doctor has given them tasks to complete and they don't know how to complete those tasks. So um, I'm just, I'm so thankful for that last one, that self-control. That's a big one. Don't miss that one, guys. And self-control is so important. Like with me, mine is patience. I used to tell everybody, oh, I'm just impatient. I'm just an impatient person and that's just how it is. I only have this much patience. But when I got into the Word and I also had listened to Joyce Myers and she said, patience, stop praying for patience. Everything that you need is inside of you already. You already have patience. Why would God ask you to do something or have something that he hasn't already given to you? And I thought about that and she was like, patience just needs to be activated. Mm. And I was like, wow, I do have patience. I have been speaking over my life for so long. The most negative things that I could, because I just was... You know, people speak things over you and you start speaking it over yourself. My God. And, you know, so people would say, well, you're this or you're that. And because I didn't know who I was, 
I started speaking it over myself too and believing it. And that's the worst is not only listening, speaking, but then start believing. And so when she let us know and let me know, you already have everything that you need. It's inside of you. Just pray to God to activate it. And that's what I started doing. And guess what? I now have patience that I actually use and exercise on a daily basis. Amen. Amen. See, I feel like, well, 525, God is interested in every part of our lives, not just the spiritual part. As we live by the Holy Spirit's power, we need to submit every aspect of our lives to God, emotional, physical, social, intellectual, vocational. Paul says that because we're saved, we should live like it. The Holy Spirit is the source of our new life. So keep in step with his leading. Don't let anything or anyone else determine your values and standards in any area of your life. There is no Christian, no Christian should ever think that he or she is totally independent and doesn't need help from others. And no one should feel excused from the task of helping others. Speaking of helping others, we have been on assignment, divine God-given assignments. And today, I'm thankful for those assignments. Um, Anna just said it, and I know somebody put it in the song. She said, you got to speak over yourself, encourage yourself. You have to do that. And so ultimately, you do have to watch what you speak. Um, we can get in places. I've been in a place. I've lost everything. And, um, you know, someone pointed out to me, hey, you're, you're in a job season. Okay, that's cool, but I kept saying it. I'm in Job. I'm in Job. I'm in Job. No, no, no. I'm in Job 42, restoration. I've actually already moved into Psalms, okay? So we have to be so diligent and so careful in the words that we speak because what you're saying can't actually keep you stuck. So I had to say, you know what? I'm going to keep saying that I'm in Job or, you know, maybe I'm giving the enemy power to keep testing me, to keep testing me. When I'm going to speak, I'm out of Job. I'm Job 42. That means everything has been restored. And you have to keep speaking that thing you have to speak what you seek until you see what you say shout out pure and perfect uh pastor abdullah um i hope to see you tomorrow pastor amen but um yeah please just be so careful in watching the words that you speak as a matter of fact if you don't have something positive to say to somebody else don't even say it so galatians 6 leads me right into that it says doing good to all brothers if someone is caught in sin you who are spiritual should restore him gently. Okay, come on. It's so many people that are caught in sin. So many people that are out here just doing things their way. They don't know God's way. You can't know a way if you're not picking up your Bible and opening it and reading it and figuring out what God says and who you are and all of these other things. So they just, they don't know. But what did Jesus say? Forgive them for they know not. I've been on that real heavy. Forgive them because they know not. And so I will tell you today, help restore somebody. Help speak life into somebody. They're already getting beat up. They already know the things that are weighing them down. Tell them the things that will uplift them. Let them know that they are worthy, that they are worth fighting for, that you still believe in them. Like what you say can make or break somebody. Amen. Amen. And then this reminds me of Proverbs 3, 27, 32. Lord, Keep reminding me of who is my neighbor. Serving God means serving one's neighbor. And let's talk about that for a minute. Me and Daisy were speaking about that. Now, when people think about their neighbor, they're like, oh, you know, my neighbor, my friend, whatever. No, we're talking about the neighbor that is the person that's in the gas station in front of you. 
in the grocery line, people you don't need. It is so easy to help people that you like. But what about the people you don't know? What about that rude person that cuts you off? Those are the people we're talking about. That is what God wants us to do, that wherever we go, whatever situation we're in, always look to be a vessel to show the people that you come in contact with that God still exists. I think me and Deja, we spent um, a couple weeks now, has it been a couple weeks? Mm -hmm. A couple weeks out in the field, and we just look literally look for opportunities to show somebody some kind of kindness, whether it's Deja going and giving them a smile, a hug, a kind word. Sometimes it's just us being quiet and listening. We have had people come and open up their hearts to us and tell us things they're going through. And then we offer to pray with them. That is what we are supposed to do in this world. I know that we all have jobs. We have to pay our bills. We have children. But our sole purpose on this earth is to seek God first. And so even though we both have jobs and we both have our children, we still look for opportunities to serve every single day because there is somebody out there, listener, and it could be you that needs a kind word, that needs a helping hand, that needs to go before. You know, we just just don't know what anyone is going through. And we just got to, in this time and day, we just got to be aware of our surroundings. We got to see, like, if that person looks like they need an encouraging word, uh, the person that's fumbling around with change on the counter, kid in line hoping their mom's got enough for them bags of chips. You know, I told Deja that I am so proud of her because while she was going through her job season— Deja has been acting as if she's going through her rich girl season. (laughs) And that is what God calls us to do. It is so easy for a rich man to give somebody something. But it's when the poor man who has only one slice of bread and breaks it in half and shares it. That's what God looks at. That's what means more. And Deja, she has been going through it. But guess what? You could never tell because she did not change her heart posture. She was like Job when everybody else was like, you need to be doing this. You need to, why aren't you doing this? People coming up against her. I mean, tell us about it, Deja. You have had people come up against you, judge you, bring up like, well, why didn't you do this? Why weren't you prepared for that? And you know what? She didn't let it break her. Instead, she got out and started serving even more. And that is what they're talking about in Galatians. So even when you're going through it, still be a inspiration or motivation to somebody else. You can go ahead and talk about that, Deja. Well, I mean, because we were told to meditate in Galatians, um, Galatians 5, um, the very first verse, it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. See, I'm free. Who the father sets free is free indeed. Just because it doesn't look the way you think it's supposed to look doesn't mean that he's still not getting the glory out of my life. 
Hey, guys, I'm on borrowed time. If it was up to me, I wouldn't be here. But God has kept me. He keeps on showing me that he has purpose when he shows me alignment, when he gives me confirmation, when he has ushered me back into the studio where I was out of the studio and said, "Okay, God, I still want people to be able to come to you. As a matter of fact, Facebook Live is a lot better because they can go back anytime. It doesn't have to be a set time. But look what he's done. He's saying, no, your voice matters. I want to put you back on the radio. I want your voice to be able to reach everyone, not just the friends that you have connected with. And I'm saying, okay, God, I thank you for that. So what does it look like when everybody's coming up against you? Well, I would like to think it looks something about the story of my good brother, Jesus, when he wasn't welcome in his own town, when people were mad at him for the miracles that he performed because he showed up and he was doing things a little bit different. So I'm going down verse 16. So I say, live by the spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the sinful nature for the sinful nature desires what is contrary to the spirit and the spirit what is contrary to the sinful nature. They are in conflict with each other so that you do not do what you want. But if you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law. My God, Heavenly Father, just keep ordering my steps. Yes, I would love to go over here and do this and do this and do that. But God, I know that you said it is better to be obedient than to sacrifice. So when God tells me to do something, I have to just do it. And I have to trust his will even when I don't understand his way. Because the God who sent the law also sent the spirit. The byproducts of the spirit-filled life are in perfect harmony with the intent of God's law. A person who exhibits the fruit of the spirit fulfills the law far better than a person who observes the rituals, but has little love in his or her heart. So let's just dive in. The man that has the one piece of bread that breaks it in half. God is much more impressed with that. How do you say it? Oh, I don't impress easy, but that impresses (laughs) me. Absolutely. Because how easy is it? For a rich man to enter into the kingdom of heaven, let's just talk about that. You've never seen a U-Haul following a hearse. You haven't. So you cannot let these material things define your relationship with God. When you really think about the story of Job, it is about a man who went from riches to rags to back to riches. But guess what? It doesn't matter where he was at. He was always with God. That's what I'm challenging you on today to be with God no matter what, not just when things are up, but you have to be with him when things go down because he wants to know that I can trust you, that you didn't just come to me and stay with me because of these things. Again, so many times, y'all, we pimp God out. God, can you? God, will you? Please, it's 911. But how many are really showing up saying, God, what can I do for you? On today, listener, ask God, what can you do for him? And watch him blow your mind. Amen. Amen. And I was talking about in church the other day. It is an honor. And if we had that mindset, you know, do you not know it is an honor to work for God. Mm. Do you remember when we were in school and the teacher would look around the room and be like, okay, I'm going to pick one of you guys to, to lead the classroom. Me and my hand used to be, both my hands would be raised because <laughs> I wanted to be the leader so bad. I wanted to her to entrust in me to be the boss. <laughs> and I, it was just an honor if the teacher, because it meant that she trusted you while she was out of the classroom, she would be like, okay, well, I'm out of the classroom. Honest in charge. You know, that meant I got to tell everybody what to do, write down the bad names. <laughs> but that, it was such an honor. And that is how it should be when we work for God. It should be an honor. And, and me and Deja both was like, it is an honor 
for us to go help people and reach people. When God talks to us and tells us and puts someone on our mind, we are so excited. We really are. We're like, you know, because we're coming to speak life and motivate. And I just want to tell the listeners that if God puts somebody on your mind for you to go help, Mm. keep these things in mind. Do not judge. No matter whether their lifestyle is like yours or not, no matter if they have offended you, no matter what the case is. Like one of the scenarios, um, me and Deja, uh, you know, some people will be like, well, I'm not giving a dollar to that bum over there. You know, he's mm-hmm. probably going to go buy a beer and stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, our mindset is who cares? If God told you to do something, who cares? Well, see, you know what you're saying? And I think a lot of people get caught up in this. Because you're doing something for the person. As long as you're out here people pleasing, then you're going to be people disappointed. Mm. But see, when you go out here and you please God, you are going to be satisfied. Okay? Because God is going to show right back up for you. You got to think, if he shows up for you regardless, okay? Y'all know the ones who are not uh, really doing what you're supposed to do, but you know every time you call on God, he shows up for you, right? Mm. Imagine if you started showing up for him. How much more would he show up for you? So I backed up a little bit. Galatians 3, verse 26. You are all sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. For all of you who are baptized in Christ have clothed yourselves with Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek, slave nor free, male nor female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. If you believe to Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. Okay, God, I'm here. You said I'm an heir. Father Abraham had many sons. Many Many sons sons had Father Abraham. I am one of them, and so so are you. Hey, so let's let's just praise praise the Lord. Lord. Okay, that's it, and that's all. We're heirs. We belong to Father Abraham. You have to claim your birthright. So let's get into it, Anna. Let's talk about the birthright. And that I love because it was Jacob and Esau. Mm. And what did Esau do? He gave up his birthright. Now, Mm. when I tell you that I found out that he gave up his birthright for some lentils and juice, (laughs) I'm sorry, but I was mad at him. I was like, it was like when when I worked at the Goodwill, Um, you would get stamped every time you spent $10. And so once you got that card filled, you could use half off on anything. I'm talking, I've seen people walk out with TVs, okay? Because they only had to pay half. But then you'd get the people that would be like, here, use my card. And I'm like, but the most you're going to save is $2. I don't care. Let me use it now. And I would be like, what? What? (laughs) It would just blow my mind. But that is exactly how Esau, he was just like, what's the good of my birthright if I die? He did not see the longevity. First of all, he didn't have the faith. Mm. Because God is not going to give you something that's useless. Okay? Nothing. And in today's society, you see so many people take the easy way. Instead of enduring, they don't understand that the test is what makes you. Mm. That test, if you don't let it break you, the struggles you go through gives you wisdom, power, strength that builds your endurance, your faith, all of that. God, that's the part. I mean, it's just like going to the gym. Like you had to sweat. You cried. You begged. You, you know, but guess what? Two months from now, 
You're going to show up. And guess what? You're going to be disciplined Mm -hmm. because you got up every day and was consistent, Mm -hmm. mentally stronger because your body follows whatever your mind tells it. Mm. And then that body, that body. But you got people out there that would rather go under the knife. And we're not judging at all, but we're just saying that sometimes the quick fixes are not the easiest, best decision because if you don't fix that mindset, all you did was fix your body. That's it. That's it. And so that's what I'm saying when it comes to birthrights. You can't just give up your birthright and your inheritance like that. Like it's nothing. Because the inheritance and birthright that God has given us, it will sustain us, our children, and our children's children if used correctly. Amen. Rain down on me, God. Let it rain on me. Rain on my kids, my children's kids, their kids. Like, amen, I'm here for it, okay? Generational curse breaker. That's who I am, in case you didn't know. Yes, me is your girl, Day. So real quick, a family executing their carefully planned escape at midnight, dashing for the border, a man standing outside prison walls, gulping fresh air, awash in the new sun, a young woman with every trace of ravaging drug gone from her system. They are free. With fresh anticipation, they can begin life anew. Whether fleeing oppression, stepping out of prison, or breaking a strangling habit. Freedom means life. There is nothing so exhilarating as knowing that the past is forgotten and that the new options await. People yearn to be free. My God, I'm encouraging you on a day to get into the book of Galatians. It is the charter of Christian freedom. It's a profound letter. Paul proclaims the reality of our liberty in Christ, freedom from the law and the power of sin, and freedom to serve our living God. My God, who don't give up your birthright, okay? You have a right to walk in authority. You have a right to have everything that your heart desires, but you have got to seek first the kingdom. You have got to seek first God's face. You have got to get all of that stuff that the world has put inside your heart out of your heart. And you can't do that if you do not know who you are and whose you are. This book, the Bible, it's going to tell you all about you. Okay? It's going to tell you about you. It's going to tell you about the people that hurt you. And it's going to let you know that you have more fighting for you than you do against you. I want to just say some things about faith. We are saved from God's judgment and penalty for sin by God's gracious gift to us. We receive salvation by faith. Trusting in him, not in anything else. Amen. Didn't we talk about that earlier? Mm -hmm. Becoming a Christian is in no way based on our initiative, wise choice, or good character. We can be right with God only by believing in him. So what's the importance? Your acceptance with God comes by believing in Christ alone. You must never add to or twist this truth. We are saved by faith, not by the good that we do. Have you placed your whole trust and confidence in Christ? He alone can forgive you and bring you into a relationship with God. That's where it's at, y'all. A relationship with God. Guess what Daisha can do? Daisha can let you down. Guess what Anna can do? She can let you down. Guess who's not going to let you down? God. Yet he'll send somebody. But see, discernment, understanding, and wisdom comes from God. He'll give you that discernment so you'll know who sent who. 
You can literally ask yourself that when someone is approaching you, who sent you? You will know by the fruit. Do they come in peace? Do they come in love? Do they come in patience? Do they have self-control? Or are they coming with all of those other vices? Are they coming with greed? Are they coming with envy? Are they coming with jealousy? Are they coming with pride, sexual immorality, hatred, discord, anger? Oh, my God, arrogance, witchcraft, cheating, homosexuality, greed, stealing, lying, all those things. You got to know, is this somebody coming with virtue or is this somebody coming with a vice? Because what God gives us is he gives us choice. You get to choose your birthright. And I'm asking you on today to choose. Choose your birthright. I think that is beautiful. And like Deja said, we get to wake up every day and we get to choose where we put our energy We get to choose what music we listen to, what television shows we watch, who to entertain. But the biggest, brightest, best choice that I make every morning, and Deja does too, is we seek God's face. We get up on the prayer call. We get on there. We get fed with the word for breakfast. And then we get to listen to our sisters, our Iron Sharpened Iron sisters. Shout out to all of them. Shout out. Iron Sharpens Iron. Yes. Proverbs 27, 17. I love you, ladies. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) it's okay. We love each and every one of them, but we get to listen to their testimonies. We get to hear the good, the bad, and whatever else. And then we encourage each other. And we're there for each other. And then I get to start my day getting my daughters ready for school. Deja for her kids. There's just something about worshiping in the morning before Mm. you do anything else. When I tell people... No, just because I'm a Christian does not mean I don't have problems. Come on. It just means that when the problem arises, it's not as hard for me because I've been in the Word. Mm -hmm. I know what to speak over myself. Mm -hmm. I know that when I start getting worried, I can go to a um, Psalms or I can go to a Proverbs, a Scripture. Well, you can stand on the Word ten toes down. Amen. Shout out, prophetess, because that's what you have taught us how to do. And we do hope that you are having a fantabulous time out in Vegas. Boop, boop. But okay, so back to this Word real quick, because I am still in five, Galatians 5. I came back to five, 14, because she did talk about uh, loving your neighbors. And so uh, chapter 5, verse 14, the entire law is summed up in a single command. Love your neighbor as yourself. If you keep on biting and devouring each other, watch out or you will be destroyed by each other. So what does that mean as we have to close out? When we are not motivated by love, we become critical to others. We stop looking for the good in them and we see only their faults. Soon the unity of believers is broken. Have you talked behind someone's back? Have you focused on their shortcomings instead of their strengths? Have you remind yourself that Jesus' command is to love others as you love yourself? When you begin to feel critical to someone, make a list of that person's positive qualities. Mm, yeah. Is there some problem that needs to be addressed? It is better to confront in love than to gossip. So I'm encouraging you on today to spread the love. We love you. There is absolutely nothing you can do about it. Um, I love you. My scripture Um, Romans 12, 9 and 10, love must be sincere, hate what is evil, cling to what is good, be devoted to one another in love, 
honor one another above yourselves. And if you love your neighbors, I encourage you listeners to take someone to church tomorrow. And if you don't have a church in Greenville, South Carolina, you can always come to ours. The address is 105 Crestfield Road. That's in Greenville. We love you. Peace. I'm coming in hot.